and verse number 10. I, I, I would like to back up to verse number 9 and 10 and uh, read. Be not carried about with divers strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have no profit, have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. Now, Paul here is writing, and he's, he is writing to the Hebrew people, as we all know, and uh, is, is back in the last uh, first, first 11 chapters, it was more or less doctrinal fulfillments and so forth, and we will do just a little of that tonight. Amen. But now he's talking about what you and I have as Christians. We have an altar. And uh, they have no right there because they are still offering sacrifices, amen, in the temple. And, uh, and Paul was uh, saying that our altar, they have no right to the altar, amen, because they're offering sacrifices to, uh, of animals. And he was referring to Jesus Christ, amen, who offered himself, praise God, hallelujah. And verse number 11, that's where we, he stopped off last Wednesday night. For the body of these beasts, whose blood is brought into the same in the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, are burnt without the camp. Now he's going to talk to us, and I, I think I, there's a something I, that I want to talk about tonight. That's here in the scriptures that we can uh, think we can get a little inspiration from that. And uh, we're going to talk about it. And for the body of these beasts, amen, whose blood was brought into the sanctuary, that's the, t- the temple, by the high priest, amen, for sin. And then the, the animals itself, the flesh, was taken off the brazen altar and carried without the camp to burn, amen. And, uh, and then uh, the, the uh, sacrifice of the high priest, he, he was... He was handling it, handling the blood. And there are other carriers, even the sin offerings of animals and, and, and so forth, and they all are taken outside the camp, which refers basically to Jesus. And this is what he is, Paul is referring to, amen, because Jesus died outside the camp. Now, you cannot really take all of this and make this typology to it because uh, the high priest, Jesus, the great high priest, amen, he took his own blood and sprinkled it, amen, on the altars into heaven itself, amen, for us, right? So, amen, the high priest here, he took the, he took the blood from uh, that they, uh, the slaying of the sacrifice and he carried it into the temple and sprinkled it on the golden altar, amen. And then, of course, once a year, he went to the, into the holies of holies, there are several passages of scripture that I, I would just like to read, or I will not read them all because I wouldn't have the time, but if you want to write these down, these various scriptures. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. 1 Peter chapter, in fact, I had that marked to, to, to read. Uh, and then Romans chapter 5 and verse 9. I'll read 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 18 and 19 as this way. For as much as we know, 
that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversation received of the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. We have an altar. And there is, there is, a, there is an altar that we can go to. We talked about the altar, amen, that uh, we can go to, amen, and find, amen, redemption from the sins of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me back up just a few verses, chapters here in Hebrews. And I want to read a couple of few verses here in Hebrews chapter 9. And I'll begin reading at verse number 11 through 14. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. He's not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, or by the, his, but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place. Now this in heaven. Having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of the bulls and the goats and the ashes of the heifers sprinkled with the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Then verse number 24 of this same chapter. Amen. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are a figure of the true, but unto heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now we're talking about the sacrifice that Jesus made. Amen. And how it fits into and we'll Verse number 12, he says it like this. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, amen, suffered without the camp. Now, see, Paul is talking to us about the suffering without the camp. Amen, Jesus was crucified. And uh, you, uh, you know, amen, that uh, his blood was shed outside the camp in a sense. Amen. He got beat up in Pilate's Hall or not, and, and, uh, and he got uh, in, in Herod's place and, and, and the, the high priest, they were all trying to beat him up until his, he was actually marred in such a way that he couldn't even carry his own cross up Amen. Calvary's Hill. Amen. But it was not Jesus' choice that he suffer outside the camp. They carried him out there. They fixed a place out there for him. Amen. He drug his cross as much as he could out. Amen. The camp. So what, what the writer of Hebrews was saying here in verse number, verse number 12. Amen. Wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the camp. Amen. Amen. And then verse 13 says, let us go forth therefore unto him without the, without the camp. Amen. Bearing his reproach. That's to you and I. Amen. It's saying we, 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 we need to take part, I guess you'd say, amen, and, and recognize salvation. 
Amen. It's come from what Jesus purchased for us. Amen. Let us go for out, outside the camp. Praise God. Philip's translation says, let us go beyond the boundaries of the camp. Amen. And that brings me to a, a thing that I want to talk to us tonight about. And this is, a, this is typology. I think that uh, was, was being approached here. Exodus chapter 24. I will spend most of my time on this tonight. Exodus chapter 24. And uh, I want to read a few verses of scripture. Verse number one. Amen. You have that. Exodus chapter 24 and verse one. And he said unto Moses, Come unto, unto the Lord, thou and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of Israel and worship ye afar off. Moses alone shall come near the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. Amen. Here's a, God's calling. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments and all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said will we do. And I, to say reading, let me skip down to the 12th verse, the 24th chapter of Exodus. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to, to me into the mountain and be there, and I will give thee the tables, amen, of stone, and the law and the commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain, amen, of God, and he said unto the elders, tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Ur are with you. And if any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. Now, I skipped some verses of scripture, but, but uh, Moses chose, amen, Nadab and Abihu, and then the 70 elders of, of Israel or Hebrews, and told them to come, so they stopped. Don't you, in other words, you, you, you can't go any further. You stay right here. And uh, said, uh, you just wait for me. And of course, Moses went on up into the mountain. Amen, and was there for 40 days. Amen, seeking the Lord. And he got the, he got the uh, blueprints, I guess I could say it that way, to the tabernacle. And all the... Uh, the uh, sacrifices that were to be made. Uh, he, he spent 40 days up there, God directing him. And you can read on through all these chapters of the instructions, amen, from verse chapter 25 to 31. These are God's directing Moses on how to build the tabernacle, what to do and how the sacrifices were made and et cetera, et cetera, amen, and all of that. Amen. But I want to, I want to uh, move over to chapter 31 and uh, talk to us. Exodus chapter 31, and uh, I will read verse number 18. Exodus 31 and 18. Amen. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made all, an end of commanding with him upon the Mount Sinai, Two tables of testimony, 
tables of stone written with the finger of God. What a a statement there. God wrote with his own finger those Ten Commandments that Moses took down off the mountain. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I, like I say, from, from verse 20, chapter 24, 25, all the way to 31, amen, Moses is on the mountain. And Joshua was there part of the way. I'm not so sure where exactly Joshua was at that time, where he was, he wasn't, he wasn't fully, if, if I, I read these scriptures that, that he, God, uh, Moses left Joshua, amen, when he got up to the mountain where the fire was and, and, and he walked into that, amen. Verse 30, chapter 32, and when the people saw that Moses delayed his coming down out the mountain and the people gathered themselves together and, now, and Aaron and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, the priest, uh, Nadab and Bayou and all, they had already gone back to camp now. They, uh, they, after 40 days, they decided they just going back because of just sitting there waiting for 40 days. They, they went back to camp and then the people, they, 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 they told them that we don't, we don't know where Moses is going. He meant up and make us gods, he said, which shall go before us. For as this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not, amen, what has become of him. Amen. We, we don't know what has become of, uh, uh, of Moses. Amen. And uh, here's what he, what he said now. And Aaron said unto them, break off your golden earrings and which are in, the, in your ears and your, and your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me and all the people break off their golden earrings and were in, in their ears. Then they brought them unto Aaron and he received received them at their hands and fashioned it with a grave and tools. Uh, yeah, uh, he lied to Moses, didn't he? I want you to fashion that and he made him a molten calf. And, and they said, these be the gods of Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now Aaron saw it and, excuse me, and when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast day unto Jehovah. What a, what a change. Uh, made, a gap, made a calf, and he saw it, and he said, well, this is going to be a great feast day unto Jehovah, worshiping a cow. Amen. And he rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and to rose up and to play. And of course, you and I, I am sure that most all of us have uh, uh, read, read and heard preaching to know exactly what kind of a immoral situation they all, uh, Moses, uh, they, they got themselves into. Amen. Amen. And they were worshiping her. They, they worshiped the calf and called it Jehovah. Yeah, amen. Now, 
I want to skip down to verse 19 of this chapter. Amen. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp. This is Moses now. He's coming back off the mountain after 40 days. That he saw the calf and, and the dancing of Moses' anger was waxed hot. And he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mountain. And he took the calf which they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it into powder and strode it upon the waters and made the children of Israel drink it. Um, uh, excuse me for being that way, but it was a sad situation. Amen. Amen. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto you? Or unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them. Well, you know, you know, Aaron just gave us some excuses, you know, here. And, uh, and uh, then in chapter 33, amen, chapter 33 of Exodus. And I'll begin reading at the fifth verse. For the Lord had said to Moses, say unto the children of Israel, ye are a stiff-necked people. I will come upon you in the midst of thee in, in a moment and consume thee. Therefore, now put off the ornaments of thee and th that I may know what to do with thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by Mount Horeb. Amen. And then, verse number seven. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp. Now, okay. Uh, if you've been hearing what I'm doing, I'm leading up to this. Now, let me pause to say, as far as I, I may be all wrong, but I have not found in the scriptures, or I, at least I hadn't, where they had had a tabernacle before. Now, this is not the tabernacle of Moses. This is a place that after they crossed the Red Sea and went out into the wilderness, they actually had a place or a tent where they worshiped. They had an altar. And they were worshiping. And when Moses went up on the mountain, and uh, they, they took that tent and that altar, and, and uh, they, were, they put a calf there, not, a, not one to sacrifice, but they put a calf there and started worshiping. And... Uh, Moses got a little, little upset about all of that. Amen. And uh, here's a, just read the story. Amen. And here in verse number, number, uh, number seven. And Moses took the tabernacle and he pitched it without the camp. Afar off from the camp. Amen. And called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone that sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp. Now that is telling us, amen, that when the pollutions was or when they were offering sacrifices or whatever they were doing and, and worshiping his calf or, or whatever, Moses just said, this, this place is too holy. I'm, he, took the, he took the tabernacle, he went outside the camp, Amen. And, and put it there. And anybody that wanted to serve the Lord or worship God, they, they came outside the camp. 
Amen. And it came to pass when Moses went outside the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man in his tent door, looked afar, Moses, until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the pillow of cloud, this is the first time that I think it was, you can find that the pillow of cloud was visible to them as far as over the tabernacle itself or the place of God. Amen. And all the people saw the cloud of this pillar and stand at the, at the tabernacle door and all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto a friend. He turned again into the camp but his servant Joshua the son of Nun, a young man, departed not from the tabernacle. Praise God. Joshua said, I ain't going to go back in that place. Amen. Now this is exactly what we're, we're teaching in, in Hebrews. And the writer of Hebrews was saying basically, amen, as, as somehow, amen, Jesus was crucified outside the camp. Amen. It was, it was a separation, amen, from the old tabernacle of, 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 of Moses, or actually I could say it that way, the old tabernacle of the Old Testament. Amen. Was now done away with or was, was pushed aside. Amen. And, and the Lord Jesus Christ made a new covenant with the house of Israel. He made a, amen, a new uh, a plan of salvation, as we all know, amen, and he suffered without the camp. It was what was said, reading in our Hebrews, and it is, it's, it's in a typology of just exactly what I am reading here in the Old Testament, amen, in verse chapter 32 and 33, where Moses took the tabernacle and went with outside the camp, and if you wanted to, you had to come outside the camp. Amen, to, to worship. Moses stood in the tabernacle door. Amen. And God spoke to him there. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was very excited, excuse me, for myself. Amen. When I was reading this to know that how the writer of Hebrews was letting them know that old, the Old Testament law and the temple, amen, that Herod had built for them was no longer Amen, because when Jesus himself, when he walked into the temple, he come in there with a whip and started whooping him up. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, he was, those folks, they wasn't, and they was running for their life, I guess, and uh, he was a whipping them and he kicked over the money changers and drove out all those animals in the temple. He said, my house should be called a house of God, but you've made it a den of thieves. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ thought about the temple as it was being conducted. Amen. And that's how Moses felt when he saw the, what they were conducting in, the, in the, what they call the, the tent or the, the, the place where when, when he was on the mountain getting the, getting, the, getting the law, they were down there having a big time. And I'm not going to describe any of that, but you know what, is, what I'm talking about. But... Uh, I want you to know, amen, that Moses is just about as bad and mad as Jesus was, I guess, or upset with, as, as Jesus was because he grabbed that tent 
and carry it outside and set it up out there. And if, you want, if you're really wanting to approach God, you come out here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's, there's, there's something about, amen, the pureness or purity of, of heart and mind that uh, we, can feel, we can feel when we're doing right and wrong. I think. Amen. Can we? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is also the first time, as I said, what about the pillow of cloud, amen, descending upon the doors of the tabernacle. It's when Moses carried it outside, amen, and he was basically saying, I'm purifying this place, amen. And this is what the writer of Hebrews here was saying. Let's go before to him outside the camp. We're not going back to Jerusalem and we're not going back to the temple and we're not going to be offering sacrifices in there anymore, right? Amen. Now, I just read, I just read some of the articles I was reading and they actually said, you know, this, was, this story that I'm telling now and the writer of the story, when it was told, amen, is approximately five years before Cyrus came in and destroyed Jerusalem and tore the temple and so forth. So, uh, I mean, he's drawing them a picture that, we, that that's, that's something done away with. And, and, of course, the writer was saying that God did not orchestrate it and he wasn't not making the, uh, the Romans, he meant to come in there and destroy the temple. But he was well pleased with it. Hello? He, because, because they had, they had already polluted the temple, because that was a place that uh, it was already what we would call uh, uh, no longer, amen, recognized as, a, as the sacrifices for the sins of the people, because Jesus had. And since the people kept going back, even, the, even some of the church, we just read that in the first few chapters of, of Hebrews, that some of, the, some of the people that had the Holy Ghost got the Holy Ghost. I guess some of them on the day of Pentecost, they wanted to go back and start offering sacrifices. And God said, well, the Romans will take care of that. And so just a few days, a few, few years later, Jerusalem was destroyed. The temples laid waste. Amen, and uh, it hasn't been built since. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so uh, I guess you could say that Rome did God's work for him because, amen, it didn't have, the church didn't have any problem after that of people wanting to go back and worship in the temple because it was gone. Moses carried it outside the camp. And if you wanted to come to meet God, you had to come out outside the camp. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. Verse 13 of our lesson. And that is that whoever the writer of Hebrews was, he was referring back to just what I read to you in the, in, in, in the 23rd, 24th, or 22nd, 22nd, 23rd chapters of Exodus. 
Praise God. Amen. I, I, I want to take time there to, uh, to try to, uh, to get us to see that. And we'll move on. Verse 14. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. What was he saying? What was he saying there? Here we have no continuing city. He said, but this city right here is going to be destroyed just shortly. I guess that may have have been prophetical to him because he said, this is not a permanent place. You You know what? Wherever God's people is, praise God, is the temple of the Holy Ghost, temple of the Spirit. Where God dwells, I was I was I was uh, reading, and uh, then I was listening to some some one. Uh, this uh, what it, this was I was reading this one, and uh, he was he was basically saying, and I, let me I, I'm just going to throw this out. It, I'm, you may hear it some other time, me some worse down the road, Amen. But uh, you and I. And I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to give me a psychological answer. You don't have to say anything except I just want to know. When you prayed a while ago, and you was praying to the Lord, right? So you was, you was praying to the Lord. Where, where is your mind? Where was your mind at that moment when you was praying to the Lord? And this, of course, this man that was writing this book, he said that basically most all of us, we are thinking that God's in heaven and we're trying to reach heaven with our praying. You know. uh, is, is that, am I, am I saying maybe something that's in your mind? Uh, Lord, uh, come down and help us. Lord, uh, we need you. Or Lord, you know, when we're praying, we're assuming that God's afar off or something sometimes. We want him to come to, to us. And this man that I was... Uh, Reading the, the reading the story of it, he said, "This is a, this is our need to be an understanding of us. You that have the Holy Ghost, we have the Holy Ghost. Christ dwells in us. The Holy Ghost is in us. The Spirit of God is in us. Amen. If you want to pray to God, Amen. You just need to turn into this inner sanctum that we have." He he ain't far off. He is right here inside our hearts. And uh, like I say, I may, and he says, I'm a little off the lesson now, but but he said, this writer was saying that that when the Lord speaks to us or talks to us and when 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 the Writers are talking in the, in through the scripture. It says that we are to get into our closet. And when we get to shut the door, then we talk to God, amen, amen in our closet. Now, I don't know how you're going to take this, and I don't know if I'm, I don't, I, I'm just telling you what this man said. This man said that what those scriptures really means is that you talk to this spirit in, inside of you. Your closet is in here. So you get into the room where the Lord is. 
Now, like I say, okay. Because the Lord dwells in us, right? And when he says get in your closet and close the door, it means to shut everything else out and just you and God communicate, amen, in your spirit. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm using this somewhat to parallel, amen, that, uh, that this tabernacle, amen, that we have here is the, is, is the, is the presence of God. That's where, he, that's where God dwelt in, with the Old Testament. And um, the writer was trying to tell us it's not in, it's not in Jerusalem at the temple, Amen. That Herod had built. Amen. But it is, let us go to him outside the camp because that city is going to be burnt down. Here we have no continuing city. We have no permanent dwelling place where we can say God dwells there. So, the dwelling place of God is in our hearts and our minds. And that's when we Shut everything else off. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Here we have no continuing city. Amen. But we seek one to come. We believe. We believe that there is a heaven. Amen. Yonder somewhere. Praise God that we're going to be able to go to someday. But now. Amen. We, we're, we're not. We don't have a fixed place we have to get to. To meet God. When you go home tonight and you drop on your knees before your bed, amen, and close yourself off from everything else, amen. Now, I'm, I may just dwell on this a little bit because I, I do believe, I do believe that most of us have a problem when we are praying that we are distracted by this and we're distracted by that person praying or or that situation, and so forth. And it's hard to close everything off. But the worst thing that's hard to close off is your mind. You've you got to get in your closet. That means that you have closed off your problems you had today, and the situations that's going on at work or, or whatever, and get into a place Amen, where you can close all of those things off. Amen. And if you do, and if I'll tell you, I believe this, if the people, most people that seek in the Lord for the Holy Ghost, desiring the Spirit of God to fill their hearts, if they can ever close everything off and get in their closet, the Spirit will be there. Amen. And this is just, I'm just saying, I believe. I believe the answer is, is us shutting things off. It's not trying to get God to come to us. It's trying to somehow shut ourselves away, just us and God. Amen. The Lord was always waiting on the tab in the tabernacle for the people. Praise God. Let us go before him, amen, without the camp, bearing his reproach. And that English version, English, New English translation is bearing the stigma that, was, that he bore. 
Goodspeed says, amen, sharing the contempt, amen, that he endured, amen. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of being a Christian. I'm not ashamed to be a Pentecostal. I'm not ashamed of what I have. I am not ashamed of what the Holy Ghost is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I got wrote down here this scripture. Amen. And we just write back one page back and said, Wherefore, seeing that we are compassed about but so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so he beset us. Amen. And run this race with patience, the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who with the joy set before him endured the cross. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Despising the shame and is sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is already here. Jesus is living in our hearts. Jesus is not very far from every one of us. In him we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. Shall we stand? I'm two minutes late. Praise God. I'm, I hope that I have said something, you know, kind of get our minds going tonight. Because I, I, I fully believe, if you've read the commentaries, I fully believe that, that Paul was a writer and so he was, he was referring back to Exodus, how that Moses took that tabernacle, took it outside the camp. Amen. He said, if you want God, come out here. Praise God. Jesus outside the camp and let us go to him outside the camp. Praise God. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I ask you, Jesus, somehow to let our minds, God, dwell upon you and recognize that you're not very far from every one of us right now. And if somehow we can close the world off and close the problems we got sometimes and come to you, it'd be amazing, Lord, what sweet communion we could have Amen. And, and, and may, Lord, we not be fearful when the fire and the power, amen, that Moses just, when the fire was on the mountain, Moses went up into it. May God, that's where we go. When the Spirit's moving, the power is moving, the fire of God is moving, may, Lord, we say, I want to I get in that Holy Ghost fire. I ask you, Lord, these things for your glory. Go with us, Lord, and maybe our meeting right now, Lord, may it be even profitable to all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.